You, monster, we've trekked a thousand miles across starless seas, blighted mires, and forests without end, all in seeking you to ask you a question. What are you looking for in an apartment? Would you be a good Cub Scout leader? Can I ride you, or would that be disrespectful? Should I invest in subterranean realty? Do you find it sexy when I T-pose and spin in a circle? Every episode of Finding Monster Right has us asking questions like these, about monsters from folklore, pop culture, and our own world. Join us as we meet alien allies, cryptic comrades, and friendly fiends. After all, it's not just a show about monsters, right? Right. Finding Monster Right. We found you, now you find us. My advice to humans uh, is, uh, I'm listening. Oh, oh, that was, that was delightfully ominous. <laughs> Hi, you're listening to The Gorgon Show a podcast about being a monster in a human world. I'm your host, Penny Cephalonia, and I'm a Gorgon. Oh, we have music! Yes, we do, Johan. I don't remember composing this music. That's because you didn't, Johan. I used our first bit of sponsorship money to hire a composer to write this piece for us when you were taking a nap. I am distraught! That's not how you treat family, Penny. That is not how you keep things copacetic. Know what I mean? Forbes, you all are not family. You are snakes on my head. That's what family is, Penny. Family is the snakes on your head. I'm going to have to disagree with you there in part, Zappa, but thanks for chiming in. I am still distraught. I am sorry, Johan, but I believe it's important to uplift other monster content creators and artists, which is why I commissioned one. How about uplifting snake artists? Hmm? You are on my head, Johan. Technically, I'm always uplifting you. She does kind of totally have a point there, and that music is what the humans might call a banger. A two-zapper? It was written by a very empathetic vampire named TJ. He writes music to cope with the guilt he feels from biting humans. He feels really bad about it. You betrayed your snake family for a vampire. You should feel really bad about that. I really don't. You only hiss three chords and can't play any instruments. I have no regrets. I am sorry. I love you, Johan. I love how you hiss me to sleep every night. How about we work on a composition that we can play for our wonderful listeners some other time? Throw in 20 bucks and it's a deal. I wasn't talking to you, Forbes. I don't need money. I just need my art to be appreciated. Donuts! Appreciation and donuts, yes. Thank you, Duncan. And there it is. I'll get donuts for all of you after I'm done recording the interview, okay? But now it's time for our very first commercial break. The last thing anyone wants is to have to deal with a grumpy, sleep-deprived gorgon, believe me. But it is so hard for us to find a comfortable mattress in a world designed for humans. And I know we're not the only monsters who face that struggle. So thank the gods for what's crackin' beds, the best beds for a monstrously better sleep. I have a what's crackin' Norwegian original waterbed, and I have never slept better. That's because What's Kraken waterbeds use only the deepest and darkest waters from the depths of the North Sea. 
I found the soothing motion of the mattress very relaxing, but it made my snakes seasick. So I bought a What's Crackin' foam pillow, and now we all sleep peacefully. And I don't have to clean up little bits of snake barf in the morning. Joy. You can also get a better sleep and be a better monster when you order a What's Crackin' bed system today and sleep the sleep of the deeps. 10% off of your first purchase when you mention The Gorgon Show. I'd like to welcome our guest, and and I'm going to do my very best to pronounce their name correctly, but I have never spoken Welsh before. But I'd like to welcome our guest, and our guest is Ayurin, and they are a Kora... Ayurin, sorry. A, oh, oh, please, please, please say that again for our listeners. Uh, that's uh, that's Ayurin. 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 Yes. Oh, that's, oh, that's lovely. Oh, that is my first time speaking Welsh. I'm so excited. And you are a Koraniaid? How was that? Uh, uh, clo- yeah, close enough. <laughs> not, not bad for a Gorgon. <laughs> um, I, it's better than I have had said to me before, but no one tends to say it a lot, so I, I'm just happy to be mentioned. Oh, well, well, thank you. I'm so happy to have you here. Welcome to The Gorgon Show. Thank you so much for spending time with us. This podcast is for me to learn about my fellow monsters, but also for humans and other monsters to learn about each other. So let's start with what do you want humans and other monsters and supernatural creatures to know about you as an individual and as part of this monster species? Well... We've not been mentioned a lot in media. I don't think there's a single example, and we have a single paragraph on Wikipedia. The Koroniaid are a a race of magical beings that we can hear anything, any sound that is carried on the wind. Which, you know, back in the day when it was like 10 people to a village and it was mostly woods, that was fine. But now it's getting a bit... It got a bit much around the sort of industrial revolution, but it's there. We can we can kind of get around it now. Um, there used to be a lot of us, and then there wasn't a lot of us, and we're kind of coming back now. I am a member of this tribe, and I listen is what I do. I listen to things. That is wonderful to hear that you are making a comeback. That that is good. I'm mm. I'm very sorry for your original loss, and and it's good to hear that things are getting better for you. So you are a supernatural being that can hear everything. Are you able to turn it off? And also, am I correct in saying you're a supernatural being? But you have a you have a solid form. Mm. Like, are you well, human I'm a- looking? How would you describe your physical self to our audience? I belong to the family of the uh, Welsh Fae. So we're kind of physical. Some of us less so than others. I'm the more so side. I'm I'm a I'm a, a short, relatively stout creature. Pretty normal looking. I get a few stares while I'm out in public, but that's about the extent of it. I think it's hard to sort of have an equivalent into English, but I guess you would call us like dwarves. But it's not the same really, because that has a lot of associations. Lord of the Rings being the main one, but we're not. We're not really like that. Okay, so... Scottish being the main main one. Ah, oh, fascinating. So you are able to integrate into human life? You don't have, like, say, a bunch of snakes on your head? 
No, I oh, I was one. That was I thought that was a strangely specific thing to say, but I, you're a gorgon, so that makes sorry. I don't yeah, know. It took me a while. I there. I don't uh, I don't exactly blend, but I do try. And no. and hat technology has How come a you, long way. A hat, yes. Hats and scarves. Yes, I feel though that I've I've been around since the uh, sort of. 13th century ah. so i I've, I've seen it happen change over time i do feel that our taste in hats has become a lot less varied it used to be very interesting they used to have those long kind of cone things like that kind of typical princess and we'd have like bonnets i mean nobody wears bonnets anymore i kind of felt that could have helped you out a little bit but yeah i was born you know, now it's just i was born after that time period and I have to say mm. i have some regrets a nice bonnet would be very mm. nice especially when my snakes are getting a little extra chatty but it sounds like you yeah. you are able to you don't have to hide any parts of yourself in order to walk amongst humans for example it's it's more just comfortably being out there i mean uh, in sort of going back a bit and answering the question i can't really tune it out super well but it is only things carried on the wind and people are inside a lot more these days mm. so i can't hear conversations that are happening unless there's just a particularly drafty apartment in which case i can hear but a lot of the time, if the wind isn't able to touch the sound and bring it to me, I can't hear it. But that does mean when I am outside, I wear noise-canceling headphones, because otherwise it is the sounds of cars over and over mm. and over, and it gets a lot at points. And so that's that's the boon for me. But um, no, I can't tune it out is the answer. But I can go outside and walk around and get food and such. And, and no one gives you strange looks. Not particularly. Nobody really pays that much attention to me. I mean, out, out here in London, if you look someone in the eye, it's kind of a uh, sin. So it's it's quite nice because nobody really pays attention to me. Oh, I've never been to London. I think I might have to go. That might be a great place for Gorgons. I know there are many Gorgons in London, and maybe that's why even you haven't noticed them. I'm going to add that mm. to what the humans call a bucket list. Oh, how delightful. <laughs> There's a lot of stone statues as well. So if somebody does accidentally look you in the eye, probably blend in. You get those human statues that uh, line up outside the South Bank. So if you just time it right, we, um, you might get off scot-free. We, we, don't, we don't talk about all the statues in London. We just refer people to a great episode of the human show Doctor Who. And we tell them to not blink. And that's all. <laughs> but we don't, we don't really speak of it. Or at least not amongst the ah. Gorgon community. But as I said, Fair. I've never been there. So it wasn't me. Mm. It was definitely not me. It must have been someone else. But not me. No one can prove a thing. <clears throat> so it's 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 hilarious to me when people try to lie. It's it's a concept that's so foreign. Uh, <laughs> it's not that I've said I mean I I I believe you. Uh, it's visual. It's not visual, is it? <laughs> it's it's um wink. <laughs> um, our our lovely guest just winked at me, which I believe means he thinks I'm lying and is totally okay with me lying. But no, I really haven't have never been to London, so those mm. those particular statues are not my fault. And and all those other statues around the world are just well, they're very 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 realistic. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yes. Wink. <laughs> oh, I like this winking Good thing. No one could see me wink when I'm out amongst humans. I wear mirrored sunglasses and they're, they're actually quite effective. I still try to keep my head down. I don't want to hurt anyone unless they deserve it. But 
it's nice to be able to walk amongst them and and listen to them. Of course, I don't have super hearing like you have, but mm. a good day for me is to go out on a walk on a sunny day and not make eye contact and not hurt anyone and just listen to human conversation. What's a day in your life look like? What is your average day? What's a good day for you? Well, I, I, being able to hear everything all the time means I know a lot about what goes on. I mean, not literally behind closed doors, but if I hear a politician make a deal out in a park or some strange thing going on, I know about it. But the problem is that I have no evidence to back it up. And so the only people that will buy my stories are tabloids. And so I publish these things and uh, they just get read as conspiracy theories. So I'm just either sat on my balcony uh, listening to politicians do horrible, horrible things to our country or this country, I should say. And then if I'm not doing that, I'm writing about it and then selling it to awful, awful, awful people. Oh, okay. So th- I don't like my job. <laughs> what, what is an ideal career for you then? To be honest. Please. Wink. I would rather be, as we were back in the day, just kind of living in the forest and scavenging. I think the whole concept of working and living in a society is vastly flawed, and I genuinely don't like it here. I think everything kind of started, I said earlier, everything kind of started going downhill during the Industrial Revolution. Mm. I kind of just want to go and live in the woods, but that's getting harder and harder as there are less and less woods. So here I am, living in London, listening to people talk. I hope things work out better for you. And and, and for all of us, mm. of course. I am fascinated by some human technological advances. For example, mirrored sunglasses. But are there advances, like, like you mentioned noise-canceling headphones, mm. are there human inventions, technologies, cultural advances, perhaps, that you do find to be beneficial to your life and the life of your species? Well, yes, I think noise-cancelling headphones is the big one. There was a brief kind of period of time when we started having industry and then the noise-cancelling headphones were invented. And in that period of time, it was hell for me and everyone I know because it's just constant noise all the time. And, you know, it wasn't silent exactly before, but it's got really bad. And then noise-cancelling headphones came out and I was... I believe one of the first to buy a pair. Uh, I, I, I was I was keenly kind of interested in it. And every time there has been a new development, I kind of keep on top of it. So I've purchased all the all the new updates and um, it's kind of a side gig, but I do reviews of them on uh, on YouTube. I mean, there's, there's, there's new ones coming out every other day now. It seems like they're inventing them faster than I can buy them. But I'll do just a sort of unboxing and then test them out. And it's, it's quite popular amongst my sort of community because everybody wants to know what the best is. And I tend not to listen to music on them just because I like to have the silence. I think wearing noise-cancelling headphones was the first time I ever heard nothing. I mean, you know, you can't hear nothing, but right. just peace. Uh, it was weird, but nice. I, I do understand. I, I sleep with a, a white noise machine and it's very mm. nice. It helps me relax and fall asleep. But unfortunately, the snakes on my head, that's when they're at their most chatty. And there is no machine Mm. for that other than perhaps a hatchet or a small axe of some kind, as as I like to remind them. I was was going to say, I mean, white noise and the snakes hiss, you know, 40 times over are remarkably similar, it feels. Could you just ask them to hiss all night and then you'd save the machine? But maybe it doesn't sound like they're that cooperative. Oh, I, I, I could ask them to hiss. I have. 
in the past asked them to hiss, but they have a lot of opinions about a lot of things. And therefore they use words. It's as, as yes. humans would say, it's a cross that I must bear. But overall, it's mm. really nice to have some friends on your head that you can carry around if you're not feeling extra social with humans that particular day. So you mentioned music, and I was wondering if you mm. are a fan of any human music or if your species makes music since you're so focused on sound. Well, we do poems mostly that kind of, we don't have to gather necessarily because like, if you can hear anything on the wind, then all you need to do is just go outside and speak and then all of your family will be able to hear you all the time. Oh. So we just kind of recite poems to each other. So it sounds like I'm doing an intense monologue on my balcony and my neighbours <laughs> think I'm a little bit kind of pretentious, but I'm really just talking to my friends. It's ha There's been some questions, definitely, but especially when the arguments start, I get a lot of concerned looks when I'm mm. picking up my post. But music-wise, I find myself listening to a lot of very kind of... The idea that you can listen to just... Just a little bit of sound is deeply fascinating to me. It's not something I've really kind of experienced a lot of. So a lot of the very kind of abstract music that is very quiet. So there's a, there, uh, there is an artist called uh, Sachiko M who does a very, very quiet, light, what I believe is called lowercase music, where it's just kind of on the back. So it's silence and then just a very light sine wave or a slight kind of electronic oh, fizzle. fascinating. And it's Compared to the constant cacophony of everything happening all the time, it's a nice kind of change. Yes, that's probably what I listen to most, but that's not that specific to me. I think other people listen to other things. Oh, that's 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 wonderful. I'm I'm glad you can find some joy in human sound. You you talk about music, and I, I, this is just sort of something that I've since learning that each of the snakes has a different voice. Mm -hmm. Do you just do like one person choirs? Like, can you just sing like full harmonies on your own? And then are like gorgon choirs? Do you do choirs? Can you just like stand in a row and have like? I mean, how many snakes do you have? Is it is it there? was a Gorgon choir once. They performed in... That sounds ominous. <laughs> it's, yes, they, they performed in... And I, I don't know how accurate this story is, but this is a story that has been passed down to many Gorgon children as we've spread across the world. In the Middle Ages, mm. there was a Gorgon chorus in a church, and they all sang so beautifully, and all the snakes provided harmonies, all the snakes on all their heads... And then that, that church became famous for having so, so many realistic mm. statues. And I've never heard of a Gorgon chorus since. I, I enjoy mm. singing and there is a snake on my head and, and his name is Johan and he's my, he's my music snake and he likes to write songs for me. And, and sometimes if I'm feeling particularly down, all of my snakes they will sing to cheer me up, and I find that delightful, but not so much when they're doing that inside of a Starbucks, when I'm just trying to not be noticed, just drink my coffee, and then all of a mm. sudden, my fucking head bursts into song, and then I start thinking about hatchets again. But I do love my snakes, but they do need, um, I believe the term is, is wrangling. But yes, mm. you, you know, perhaps we could, in this modern age where we have the ability to record ourselves, perhaps we could revisit the idea of a Gorgon chorus. If that happens, I'll let you know, and you can tell me what you think mm. of our music. My my mind is racing even further the more I think about it, because, like, you could do your own ad-libs when you're rapping, and so, like, you could, like create these kind of trios but on your own i mean it's 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 it feels like the possibility is endless especially with like new flows that that would be fascinating and i might have to 
try that. I'm a fan of just about all human musical genres. There are some I'm more well-versed in than others, but I, I do enjoy hip-hop and, and some groups like, like Migos and rap stars like Cardi B, who I adore, and Megan Thee Stallion, they will sometimes add neat noises and, and exclamations to their mad fresh flow. And, and sometimes, sometimes my snakes will join in. So I, I do, I do have a snake who's particularly fond of going scree, scree, scree. I'm not sure why, but he's very fixated on that particular sound. That, and I have another snake who likes to go, hey. I, I'm not sure why. I They are do, do beyond my any, control. Do you have any little John snakes? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. Now I'm going to. Thanks a lot. <laughs> oh my goodness. Snakes. Snakes. Remember what I said about a hatchet. Um, what is something that you find just baffling or hilarious about humans? You've listened to, whether you've wanted to or not, you've listened to many human conversations in your time on this earth. Mm. What is something that you just find funny about them? I think they're hilarious. Uh, well... The idea and concept of lying is intensely funny to every single one of us because, I mean, more so now it makes more sense, but you sort of go back a bit and everybody's outside and stuff. Why would you lie to someone when they heard the interaction or the thing that you're lying about happen themselves? So it kind of doesn't make sense to hold secrets. The idea of a secret was quite funny to us. It's kind of not so funny anymore because, like, people live inside uh, with windows and uh, aren't always out in the wind all the time. And to be honest, the more I think about it, Secrets kind of led to our downfall. Mm. And so it's, uh, the more I think about it, it's not that funny, but I guess we find humor in it because otherwise it'd be quite depressing. I, I, I understand. Have your kind ever been recruited to be spies during human conflicts or monster conflicts? The story is, uh, the reason that there was this kind of reduction in our numbers was we uh, showed up to to Britain and started kind of just making a home and looking back on it, the, you know, it's colonization's never a good thing, but we were trying to find a place to live and kind of settled down and then started fighting with the local Britons. And every time they tried to make a move against us, we could hear the plans and so we kind of won there. And then this amazing hero spoke to the King of France, who was a cousin of his, so to, to keep what they were doing secret. They got a long brass tube and spoke into it and put the other end against his mouth. And he told him the sort of secret to defeating us, which looking back on it, he could have just written it on a piece of paper, but I think they were illiterate back then. Mm. So this was the best they could do. Okay. It, it was a very creative solution, if not a bit odd. Sign language, a book. Uh, there's so many, like, you know, a, a brass tube especially feels so, yeah, extravagant. It's, it's very, very specific. Of course, um, yeah. since you are fey, if they had used iron, that would have been particularly bad. Am I correct? I mean, it was it it, it didn't come anywhere near us. Good, um, good. So it, it was it was between those two. But yeah, iron, yeah, would have been generally quite bad. Thankfully, most things are made of stainless steel these days. I think iron is kind of left behind and I don't interact with horseshoes or blacksmith equipment much. So I think we'll be okay. Yeah. Okay, good. Good to know. I, I am uh, particularly allergic to swords. My ancestor's not a fan. Same. Yeah. Not weirdly. Same. Yeah. No matter what they're made out of, we're not fans. Not fans mm. at all. 
sharp edges and well for us it's beetles uh which is less kind of apparent beetles there's a specific beetle that crushed up and put into water and then thrown on us kills us instantly it's bad it's bad times it's not good and we all we all forgot which beetle it was so i'm just running around all the time well it's partly the reason i live in a city it's like i hope it wasn't ringo he seems to be one of the nicest ones oh sorry it took me i took me a while to get what you were doing (laughs) that was a joke (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, you mean Beatles like the insect. Well, we were just talking about music. Mm. Um, Sorry, I'm Beatles. S- slow day today. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a specific, a specific kind of beetle that somehow it got out. That was the one that killed us instantly. And then over time, we've all forgotten what it was. So now we just kind of keep it safe and keep away from every single insect that we come across. I can't blame you for that. I fucking hate mosquitoes. Okay. Nasty. So what scares you besides beetles and, and brass tubes? What scares you? What's what's hmm. your worst fear? It's it's, you know, more roads and rail lines. Cause I can't always wear headphones and especially when it's hot, and more roads means more fucking tires on tarmac, and it means and that fucking HS2 stupid rail line just means more noise and I it's the it's the worst noise of all time uh. for me is is tires on tarmac. It is useless and is ugly and means nothing to anyone. That's probably my biggest fear. Okay. Is that there'll be more roads because it's not a pleasant sound for anyone. I no. can only imagine how much agony it causes you. Very sorry to hear that. And and I hope your future is a little more peaceful and quiet. So in this difficult time in the world mm. where there are too many tires on too much fucking tarmac. What what gets you through it? What gets you through a tough day? ASMR, probably. Oh. Just, again, similar to the reason that I listen to that other music, the concept of just very quiet sounds that you normally won't hear, and hearing them only, is so nice. Oh, that sounds it's, lovely. Yeah. How, yeah. How, was, how was my voice on your ears? I've been told that my speaking voice is a little bit ASMR, kind of like if the painter Bob Ross could turn you to stone. Does, does it sound good to your ears? I'm sorry, I'm being very egotistical right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's good. I could, I could see it. I mean, if you bought as well, if you had like a binaural mic, then the snakes could... I'm obs- I, I don't know if I'm honing in too much on the snakes thing. It's just fascinating me to me, the possibilities. You could like have them on both sides and do like little conversations on either ear. So it'd be like super stereo. Like They would love that. And I hate them for it. That I am I am totally fine. I have embraced my Gorgon heritage and my snakes, even though they can be a right pain in my well, I would say ass, but well, my head. So that that's good to know that there are there are sounds and there are thoughts that give you comfort. What advice would you give to your fellow monsters and supernatural creatures and and also to humans? I I'm going to take a guess that you would advise humans to stop building so many roads, but correct me if I'm wrong. Well, to monsters, I'd say the big one, don't give away your secret weakness mm. uh, that can kill you instantly. That's the main, I'd, I mean, you know, vampires and werewolves, I'm sure, can attest. Really, generally a bad idea. If you do have a secret weakness that, and I will repeat, instantly kills you, don't tell anyone and don't let the secret get out. No one knows who let it out. Everyone has their theories. Everyone can guess which of us let out the big beetle secret, but just don't kind of, hmm. don't do that. And my advice to humans uh, is uh, I'm listening. Oh, Oh, that was, that was delightfully ominous. <laughs> I do love humans and they fascinate me, but there's quite a few of them that are right assholes. It's good to know 
that someone is listening in on them. He always. 24-7. Well, thank you so, so, so much. And I'm going to do my very best to respectfully pronounce your name again. Ayurin? How was that? Ayurin. 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 Oh, oh, I'm just going to sure. keep practicing it. That's it's fantastic. Um, it's time to look into all of our futures. I'm going to introduce you to my delightful roommate. Hi, Sybil. Hi. Hey, Sybil. This is our guest, Ayurin. And um, Hello. I believe Ayurin? you are nice to meet you. You, you Ayurin, yes. You are a Pisces, is that correct? Yes, Pisces. Yes. Okay. I let that one slip. I saw that you were going to tell me that, so yeah. Good. Yes. Yes. Okay. Be prepared. Be prepared to take everything Sybil's about to say with the hugest fucking grain of salt imaginable. Okay, Sybil, please tell us what is in our horoscope. All right, listeners, it is time for your favorite segment of The Gorgon Show. Uh, oh, I'm Lord. going to start with Pisces today out of respect for our guests. So I have already started the process of generating my visions, which, as you all know, requires ingesting some sort of substance. Today, mm -hmm. I have been vaping the tears of a Dullahan. They don't cry very much, so that's tough, but... It's hard for you know. them to cry. <laughs> they don't have heads. Oh, they do. They're just not attached usually. So you got to track oh, it down goodness. and it's kind of hard. Have, so have, I don't do you, this one very much. Have, have you ever thought of just like eating a bag of M&Ms or something relatively normal? Or like weed or ecstasy yeah, or something. Yeah, please. Smoke a joint. Get some marijuana. Uh, I, I do sometimes, you know, when I need to uh, change things up a little bit. But, you know, for real intensity, you got to go for the rarer stuff. So weed has gotten pretty easy to get a hold of these days. So it doesn't have as mm. strong visions. Okay, then. So what are the Dulahan tears telling you? All right. So for Pisces, my vision is of an old woman crouched over a table writing something in shadow. It does look like she's wearing earbuds, so I don't know if that means that these are noise-canceling and it's one of your kin, or if this is just someone listening to music while they're writing, uh, but that is what I am seeing, Pisces. That's my future, sorry. Yes, so that is most likely going to come up in some way, either literal or metaphorical, in the next two weeks or so, and the the tricky part... How, how deliciously vague. Yes. Oh, the tricky oh part it gets worse. Is, the way that my visions work is mm. if I have a specific, like the old days, if I was in a temple and someone would come to me with a question, it would probably still not be a really, really clear and laid out answer to their question. But the way it would work would be it would be individual to them and their situation. So it may still be metaphorical, mm. it may still be hard to interpret, but it would be relatively specific. The way that I do horoscopes is I see the future of all Pisces at once, and I try to combine them into a single vision. So every Pisces is going to experience some aspect of this vision in the next few weeks. But for some, it will be that they are an old woman writing something on a table. And for some, it may be something a lot more metaphorical. And I can't tell you which one, which category you fall into. I, I like the, the fact that because it's all combined and there is no way to decipher, it's essentially meaningless, which I think is incredible. Oh, oh, at least, at least Pisces <laughs> isn't on fire. I'm sure at some point, maybe, maybe, maybe this time it'll be Sagittarius. Someone is going to be on fire. <laughs> so please, Sybil, 
continue with your bullshit. Hey, there is sometimes fire in my visions, but it's fairly rare that there is an actual person on fire. Uh Uh-huh, you have such a great track record with this. Okay, what's next? (laughs) All right, Aries. So, Aries, it looks like I am seeing uh, someone going for a hike. It looks like they're in the mountains in a field of flowers, and they have long flowing hair that is gray, purple, and pink. That sounds delightful. Are they on fire? Yeah. No, there is no fire in this one. Oh, good. Go, oh. go, go for a walk, Aries. Yes. That sounds, I mean, it might be a sign that you're going to go for a walk or maybe just that you should go for a walk. It's hard to tell sometimes. Sometimes I do get advice in the visions. So it's, it's, it's go for a walk. And if, if not, you are already on a walk. So the two options. It's either advice or a pred- prediction of the future. It's so good. <sighs> well, so far, we're what, two for 12? So far, no one's on fire. And none of these involve a giant floating baby. Okay, man, maybe this one will be a positive one. Keep going. I'm excited, Zippel. All right, Taurus. Taurus, I am seeing, oh, it's another field. Apparently, the dual hand tears are leading into fields these days. I am seeing a pair of foxes, and it looks like they might be fighting to the death. So I think we may be past the positive ones. Okay, here we go. Yay. Now, in terms of metaphorical interpretation, foxes are often associated with lying and tricking and just general sneakiness. This may be a sign that if you are, Taurus, if you are in some way fox-like, you may need to be on the lookout for someone catching you out on it or another fox showing up. Furries beware. If you are not fox-like in these ways, then it may be that you have someone like that in your life. Or it may be that you're going to go on a walk with your Aries friend and you're going to see a couple of foxes fighting in a field. Or maybe you're going to watch Disney's Robin Hood, the sexiest fox mm. in all oh, of movie. Oh, that's done. true. That is a good movie. That's it's wonderful. Okay, continue, please. Let's get this over with. Okay, Gemini. Gemini, uh, your vision is full of pastels and lace, and it's very frilly. And I am seeing a porcelain doll lying on a very luxurious looking bed. So... I guess if you're if you're not afraid of dolls, this is probably a sign that you're going to be very relaxed and have some luxury in your life. Uh, if you are creeped out by dolls, uh, which is understandable because they're creepy, then this might not be such a positive one. Yes, you, human dolls are extremely creepy. I don't know why they invented those things. They're horrifying. But at least this one's not on fire. Oh boy, we might get through an entire horoscope with nothing on fire. Go, go, Sybil. I'm on the edge of my seat. Yes, i so excited. So excited. Okay, Cancer. Cancer, it looks like this isn't so much a field as a rocky creek bed. And there is a, I think that's a llama. And I think behind it, there's an ostrich. Okay. That, so that makes passing zoo on the horizon. Yes. That Take makes that so much sense. Llamas and ostriches. Okay. Still not on fire. Yeah. Go, go, very go, animal go, heavy go. Day today. Yes, All that's right. good. Leo. All right, Leo, your future has a lot of red in it. Uh, I think it may be blood, like pools of blood. So maybe not a great sign unless you're a vampire or something. But it does look like there's some very lovely green foliage growing in the pools of blood. So maybe it means that something lovely will grow out of something dark and violent. That actually took a turn for the lighter in an odd way. But I I, I started off 
really concerned and then it got quite nice. So I would like to point out that this podcast does not condone using blood as a fertilizer of any kind. Thank you. Okay, of so not. blood. It's All not right, let's see. No, no, no. It's so many, so many other reasons why that's just wrong. Anyway, what's next, Sybil? All right, Virgo. Virgo, it looks like your future is somehow going to involve a seal, like the animal. Again, we're having a lot of animals today. There's a trend every time, mm. I swear. But it, the seal seems to be on land in like a field of flowers, which is not really where it belongs, but it doesn't seem unhappy about it. It. So I don't really know how to interpret this one. Uh, you're on your own for that. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> Good luck. Keep an eye out for land seals as you're walking through the fields where the foxes are you fighting. You work, I'm tired. <laughs> <sighs> oh, how many more do we have to do, Sybil? We've done seven, so. Next up is Libra. Libra, I see a fairy, like a winged fairy, beautiful, lots of colors, uh, and mm. it seems to be sitting in a library. So it looks like you're going to be living some kind of fantasy life and getting to l read lots of books, or you're going to meet one of the fae or something like that. And that may or may not oh, be a no. good thing. Let's hope it's the first one. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's probably best if it's the first one. But yeah. for some Libras... Stay inside. For some Libras, it'll probably be a lovely day reading at the library and engrossing yourself in fantasy. And for some Libras, bad things are probably on the horizon. Mm. Don't have any children this month. <laughs> Don't go outside. Don't stay inside. Don't go up. Don't go down. None of this makes Don't any sense. Don't interrupt any hunts. Don't eat anything that you didn't make yourself. That's, no. That's very uh, good advice. Yeah. Uh, don't use your yeah. full name, definitely. Um, okay. Scorpio. Scorpio, are you familiar at all with Phantom of the Opera, the musical? Because this has very strong Phantom of the Opera vibes. It's a boat in a candlelit cave with a shadowy veiled figure standing on it. So this could also huh. be a reference to the River Styx for those of us mm. with uh, Greek connections yes it's hard to say but charon walked so eric phantom could run <laughs> i assume that's his name i've not seen the play that's, yeah, that's close enough wow so so basically this is scorpio right scorpio should make sure they have two coins on them at at any time or oh, absolutely tickets to a broadway play Okay. Yes. Okay. Vague and yet Either way, it's these pretty are decent. oddly positive. I'm I'm liking the library yeah. one. All right. Sagittarius. This one I am I'm looking at it looks like it might be a cyclops, actually. It looks very large and I only see one eye and it seems to be sleeping mm. very peacefully. I don't know if that means that's you and maybe that means you need to be on the lookout for a hero to come and put your eye out or if that's something <laughs> or someone you're going to encounter in your next few weeks. Okay, so so have a sharp stick on hand. Just... I just want to give a shout out to my Cyclops friends. They do get a bad rap. If someone walked all up in your cave and started eating your cheese, you'd want to fuck them up too. Anyway, continue, Sybil. All right, Capricorn. Oh, Capricorn, yours is a little bit unpleasant and kind of body horror-like. I'm kind of oh, seeing no. Good stuff. a blob of flesh with multiple mouths. Mm. And the mouths have gold teeth and are dripping blood. Oh! Sounds like uh, England's prime minister, to be honest. Oh, my goodness. Um, 
let's go back to the library. That was, that was, I'm a monster and that was horrifying. What is wrong with you, Sybil? Hey, it's not my vision. I'm just conveying what I'm seeing. Oh my God. Gods. Are these, are these coming from somewhere or are they like? Oh, the gods. Like, is, yeah, yeah. They're coming from the gods. Sorry. Wink. I, I don't know why I asked. <laughs> wink. Oh, wink. Should've, should've I am guessed. an oracle. So my visions come directly from the gods. Uh, they don't usually come with subtitles is the problem. Hmm. Mm. All right, we yeah, are on our last one since we started with Pisces. We're going to circle back around to Aquarius. Aquarius, I am seeing, it looks like a diner or the diner has a kitchen, but it seems to be outside. So I'm guessing this is one of the metaphorical ones. And mm. there's a hand and an eye floating above the counter. So definitely looking metaphorical. I don't see this happening very literally anytime soon in Aquarius's future, but I'm not totally sure off the top of my head how you might want to interpret that. It's probably going to be different from e- for each one of you, Aquarius. Wow. So lots and lots of blood, but nothing on fire. Okay. I'll take that. Decent. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Sybil. What? One horror for another. Of yes, course. Uh, there is no escaping the horror. That is my roommate, but she's nice enough to let me record in her closet, and this is the price I must pay. Letting her it does do make a great her- recording space, doesn't it? Yes, it does. And gives us a nice, nice room tone for this horrific, horrific horoscope. So thank you. A fun, a fun thing is that we could be having this conversation. I'm only recording just for the podcast. I mean, I, I don't need to wear these headphones or use this microphone. Well, I guess I need to use the microphone for you to hear me. But I, you guys could be muted and I'd still know what you're saying. So oh, that is true. Yeah. Uh, and since it's just kind of you know, since Penny and I are right next to each other, it's really just you that needs to be connected to us on this video call so we could actually have you just call in on the mic and do it from there we just record on my end Mm -hmm. would have been easier that that is absolutely fascinating well i'm going to whisper something on the wind to you right now and that is a thank you so much for joining us and tolerating Sybil. And you know, if you ever want to shoot me an email and ask me questions about my snakes, I'd be happy to answer because I do believe the world is better when we all learn from each other. Mm. And perhaps the humans could do that more too. I have a lot of questions still, uh, so I will be sending you an email. I, I do too actually have a lot of questions and I have to live with these fuckers. Thank you so much to our guest. Thank you, Sybil. And thank you to all you listeners. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. And be mindful of what you whisper on the wind. The Gorgon Show with me, Penny Cephalonia, is a proud member of the Faustian Nonsense Network. You can find us on Twitter at at Gorgon Show or email us with questions and comments at gorgonshow at faustiannonsense.com. All music in The Gorgon Show is by TJ the Empathic Vampire. You can find more of his work linked in the show notes. Thank you for listening to The Gorgon Show. We at Faustian Nonsense would like to thank our patrons. If you'd like to become a patron, you can sign up at patreon.com slash faustiannonsense and hear me thanking you after our original episodes. Thank you to our patrons who are meeting us at the crossroads. Jules T., Parker, Alec L.B., Anthony Ampersand, Jonathan E., David O., Joseph Z., Mark S., J.A.C., Greg C., K.S., and our newest patrons at this tier, Yoshiko A., 
and Shadow Reaper. And especially thank you to our patrons at the Pod's Best Friend tier. Emily C., Eben R.T., Guy Z., Probs Not Hawkeye, Jolene, and Trevor S. Thank you so much. Without you, this would not be possible.